fellow Zeros, thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's taking this idiot with us. I'm your pal Joe, and with me I got a couple of two-faced dogs. It sounds more insulting than it actually is. And their names are Sequel. Does this podcast gaze back? Now that's the question. And Corey. The podcast has never tried to get a drop of blood out of a silk shirt. Nightmare. And that's right, we watched the movie Stardust this time. I did have an honorable mention of the podcast that will be your personal poltergeist. So we got an email from Bennett telling us about the 1970s Captain America movies, and we're going to see what we can do about that, Bennett. What? No, I'm reading the plot. <laughs> I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's great. They don't call it the Super Soldier Serum. They call it Flag Full Latent Ability Gang Gain. God, I like Gang better. <laughs> gang, yeah, Gang Wars. But like, I'm sure they called it Super Soldier Serum in the comic. You do. It's loosely based on the comic. Oh, okay. We took the name. Yeah, the, and the shield. His dad gets murdered. Part of this, too. And before we get into the whole, you know, talking about Stardust thing, we've been watching other movies this week. I don't know who goes now. Corey does. Corey goes. hey Hi, Corey. Uh, I got a couple th- couple things. Uh, some that I've actually been brought up recently, but I want to talk about them anyways. Love it. Yeah, buddy. I watched. I watched Wind River. That's why I came up in the movie game. Good movie. It was really good. Um, I think that there's one pretty fundamentally big problem with it. Go for it. Uh, they, they you make... Do I need the earmuffs? You should. Nah, you, you don't have it? to. You don't have to. No, I'm not going to give anything I away. I haven't seen it. Okay. I'm not going to give anything away. Then I want earmuffs. So, the whole premise is that it's like an investigation, right? And then, out of nowhere, like it's like a cutscene, and it just gives it all away. I have a problem with that. It's not. It's not a mystery, though. That's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is not a mystery. See, I thought the. I thought it was like. I, I took it as it was going to be a mystery about how this happened. So no, 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 no. That's 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 not. I, I think the point's more of um, Jeremy Renner dealing with all of this, considering he went okay. through it once before. Sure. I mean that's fair. That's definitely a big part of it. No, it's but, it's, it's it's not a mystery. All right. But of the three now, because you have Wind River, Sicario, and what the fuck's the third one? Oh, we just talked about. Yeah, the guy wrote all three, and it's an unofficial trilogy from what from what I read online. If you want to go back like two weeks, and you can beat us to getting it. Taylor Sheridan. Oh, Hell or High Water. Right. Uh, Yep. yep. Of the three, which one is your favorite? I haven't watched Hell or High Water yet. Oh, okay. So, of the two, yeah. Sicario is, is going to Sicario is my number one. Yeah. Hell or High Water, I think, is third. Fair. I think that's my one right very, now. Very, but very, I haven't seen good. Wind River. Wind River's good. It's really good. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So that, and it was also long. That was my only other thing. It, it, it didn't feel long, but I knew that it was long, if that makes sense. I like the ending a lot. I've seen yeah, that yeah, really maneuver used in a couple of other movies, and yeah. I really like it. Yeah, it's a good movie. I'm not going to give anything away. Thank you. Um, I watched The Gift again. The Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes? Mm, is Katie the one with Jason Bateman? No. No? I, I don't, I've never seen it. I just know that Katie Holmes is in a movie called The Gift. I'm not even sure this one is also called The Gift, but it's... Uh, the Gift of the Magi? That would be appropriate. There's the season. There's a 2015 film called The Gift that Katie Holmes is not in. That's a ho- sounds like a horror movie. Jason Bateman. Yep, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Okay. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, it is. It's a suspense. It's a suspense. Oh, okay. It's good. Also on Netflix. If you like watching it, 
I can't really talk much about it other than the fact that I liked it. I watched Hateful Eight again. Nice. That movie's just fun. Just a fun fucking movie. But as far as absolutely new movies, I haven't actually watched anything new to me other than Wind River. Steve, what did you watch? Many things, Joe. Three I actually... I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Three that are actually worth talking about. I saw The Black Klansman. How was that? Very good. I liked it a lot. Adam Driver does a really good job in it. Apparently he's like he's really gold. good in things. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's yeah. solid. Good. He's got a got a nice career ahead of him, I feel. The end of the movie does too much of a social commentary where they actually show It's a Spike Lee movie, right? Yeah. So well, that's yeah, kind but of why. It's also about a black Ku Klux Klansman. No, but this is why I'm why I'm saying it's too much of a social commentary. They actually show like President Trump press conferences and things. Oh, okay. And I understand if the, if you want to be... If, if this is the direction you want to go in, fine. But I go to the movies for, like, an escape from the real world, you know? So I didn't appreciate that. I thought it was well enough on its own. It told it. It's just also a true story, so I thought it does a good job telling that. I didn't think you needed it at the end, but if he, that's the direction he chose to go in, I mean... I prefer it when people leave the movie theater happy instead of angry. So, so, so that was that one. But if you guys haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's very good. It's on my list. Um, I watched... Oh, Three Identical Strangers. I've heard of this. That movie knocks you on your ass, man. It's a, it's a documentary. I'm not going to give anything away. But the premise of the movie is a guy goes to college... It's his first year at this college. He doesn't know anybody. And people are going up to him because they recognize him. It's a documentary, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. People are coming up to him because they recognize him. And they're like, hey, man. And they keep calling him by a name that's not his name. So finally, a kid at that college figures it out. And he's like, were you adopted? And he goes, yes. And he goes, I think you have a twin brother. So it turns out he does have a twin brother. So he meets up with his twin brother, and they become like a national story. And then there's somebody reading the paper that says, oh my god, I'm looking at myself in the newspaper. They have a third brother. They're triplets. Then the documentary goes into the reason why they were all separated. And it is out of left field. It is insane. It's extremely interesting. They're all Where did you find this documentary? It, I rented it. It's on. A, I rented it through Xbox, but it was out in theaters for a while. Mm-hmm. Don't look anything up. Just, just you need to get like three you, identical strangers. Yeah, you need this to smack you in the face. It's like wow, and then they go into it more and more, and then you're gonna find yourself researching the crap out of it for hours. Hmm. It's so incredibly interesting. So it's good. Very good. <laughs> very very good. I talked about the staircase, right? No. Did I talk about the staircase at all in the show? Uh, not to my knowledge. I also watched the staircase, which is a Netflix docudrama. It's like a true crime docudrama about a guy who found his wife dead at the bottom of the stairs. Allegedly, found his wife dead at the bottom of the stairs, and the ongoing legal battle that takes place over the course of like twenty years. It's incredible how well documented it was. Like the guy was like a rich writer, so he had money, so he like hired a film crew to follow the whole the whole thing top to bottom so like unprecedented courtroom footage it's it's pretty crazy uh, if you have like 10 hours to kill the first episode or two aren't great but once you get an episode 3 and on it's fucking wild hmm. 
I think I'm going to take your word for that one. I don't know if I have ten hours to kill anytime soon. I mean, if you like making a murder, it's it's picture making a murder. It's docudrama, so it's acted out. No, no, no. I'm sorry, it's a documentary. Okay, okay. Huh, true crime documentary. Okay, it's another true true crime documentary. Same vein as making a murder. The only difference is you're following this as it's happening, and you have access to the to like. The guy directly. I come to the conclusion for two crime documentaries, I'd rather than be podcast. Okay. Because I can... Do other stuff. Do other stuff, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have to be immersed in them. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, I guess with me, it was like I'm on the train yeah, for no, an hour. Yeah, if you have the time, yeah. Absolutely. For essentially two episodes anyways, I might as well. knocked us out in a week. I, I did. <laughs> I, I believe you. <sighs> Lastly, I watched Green Book. I, I saw that too. All right. You like it? Yeah. I liked it a lot. Very good. It's a good story. Very well acted. The plot is basic. Yeah, like it's really basic. Yeah, but the the performances are so good that it doesn't even matter. Couple of turns, oh, well, one turn in particular I didn't see coming at all. We'll discuss afterwards. Sure. And, uh, Viggo Mortensen by him as an Italian, um, Italian-American. I totally believe that right? he was just an Italian guy. <laughs> like, like, he, he, he nails was, it. He just was so good at it. Yeah, they released the odds for the uh, best picture. Uh, earlier this week, that's up there. I think it might be the favorite right now. I don't know if it's just recency bias, but I don't know if it's. I I don't know if it should be the favorite. I haven't seen what else is probably in contention, but just because of like a lot of people are criticizing yes. how predictable the plot is and stuff. So I mean, predictable plot and the the, the social commentary. I didn't see this. Like like I didn't watch the movie and think this. A white guy trying to teach a black guy how to be black. I guess it's certainly part of it. I don't know if he's trying to teach him or he's just making comments about it. I think it's more comments about it. But I, I took it as a stereotypical... A, a guy that stereotypes that kind of gets his eyes open a little bit on this journey where he's working for this wealthy black man. Yeah. That's... that's, that's it, goes bo- it goes both ways and that's why it's a great buddy movie. It is. It's a very good buddy movie. And uh, you have Misty at all? A little bit. Which part? I don't really remember. I mean, obviously it was outside in the rain. That is the biggest Oscar bait scene. Oh, sure. <laughs> it is. It is. Like, I really wanted there to be, like, flash, like, Oscar bait. Oscar yeah. bait on yeah. it. Um, Honestly, probably, like, it, it, I guess it's the end. I don't know. It's, it's like... That, yeah, that's just a nice it's, scene. It's the hugging. The hugging got me. The two parts that got me, one is, like, unrelated, like, to, like, the plot of the movie, is, uh... When they play Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Frank Sinatra, that's my favorite Christmas song, and it makes me think of my family and all that. Okay, that a little, okay like a so movie. that was movie unrelated. Yes. And the part of the movie where you f- find out that the doctor can speak Italian and understood the conversation that took place out of, outside the See, hotel. See, I knew, I knew that. I was wa- watching yeah, the scene, I was like, he definitely can speak Italian. Yes, it didn't, it didn't catch me <laughs> off guard. But the fact that he thought Tony was going to leave... And he was going to offer more money. Oh, yeah. And Tony was such a stand-up guy, so yeah. we agreed to what we agreed to. I'm going down there to tell him, no, you have nothing to worry about. Because that comes after that unexpected plot moment that yeah. I'm glad stayed where it was and didn't become, like, the major theme of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of women in the theater with me watching this. They were going, aww. <laughs> Every time, like, one of them would do something that was, like, nice for the other one. <laughs> Normally, I would hate that, but I was like, this is appropriate. This is, like, a real... Like, experience these people watching this movie. I was like, this is authentic, that's fine. Did you go with anybody? No. Okay, I won't put myself. I had a very elderly couple in the front row. There were some very old people. There were only, like, 
ten people in the Tiny theater. theater right? Yeah. Oh, so, so small. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a very elderly cu- couple in the front row. Then I had a random like guy mid forties, like two rows ahead of me. Then I had like an uh, like an older black woman like sitting in like the couple seats down from the elderly couple. And uh, leaving the theater, normally I don't stay. Like as soon as the movie's over, I don't stay for the credits at all. I just bolt. I stayed for a little bit of the music. The elderly couple got up pretty fast. And the aisle was very tiny, so I'm like, I'm gonna let them get all the way to the door. <laughs> and then I'll walk past them. They're like, Oh, Doctor Shirley had like four doctorates. And they, I'm like, Wow, they actually researched a little bit. They they said that in the movie too. <laughs> but um, they they mentioned they actually meant in detail where he got the doctorates. So they weren't talking to me. I just overheard their conversation. But uh, you didn't make new friends. No, I didn't make new friends. Overall, no, I really liked it though. Like as soon as the trailer dropped for that, I'm like I'm seeing this. Yeah, and same. I, I felt it, the same way. Yeah, so it, uh, it it held up. It's not making a lot of money, so if you're out there and you want to see Green Book, you maybe do it. It's going to go for away for a week, then it's going to get nominated for Best Picture. And it's going to come back. And it's going to come back. For like another couple weeks. Yep. It'll have two runs. Joe, what have you been watching? In addition to Green Book, I watched two other movies. I watched Million Dollar Baby, because I've never seen that before. Did you like it? It's very good. It just goes from happy to sad so fast. Yeah. Like, it's just such an abrupt turn. Yeah. Like, it's a fantastic movie, but just, I was feeling so good and then so bad. It does have a little bit of an uplifting part, though. Like, it doesn't get sad and stay sad. It it gets better, but, like, at its, it goes from, like, probably its happiest to its saddest instantly. I was like, Jesus Christ. I love it when she tells off her family in the hospital. Oh, that's good, yeah. That's a stand-up and cheer moment. Agreed. So that movie, I mean, that movie got a ton of praise and won a bunch of awards. A lot of awards. Best Picture, Hilary Swank won Best uh, Actress. Clint Eastwood won Best Director. Yeah. So deservedly so. It's very good. Morgan Freeman got Best Supporting Actor for that, I think, or nominated for. Nominated for. Jay Baruchel is in that, too. His character is like almost nowhere. so pointless. Like it just he doesn't do much for the movie at all. I like that part of the movie too though. No, I, I do too, <laughs> but it's just like what? Yeah, have you ever seen that Corey? Which one? Million Dollar Baby? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's a good one. That was as I was scrolling through Netflix today on my way home, I was scrolling through different movies just to see what I wanted to watch on the train ride home. Uh that was that was up there on the list. That it was between that and Gone Baby Gone. And I watched Gone Baby Gone. Both Morgan Freeman movie, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Netflix loves to, like, aggregate what movies you should watch based off the last movie you watched. Yes. So. Which is annoying when you share a Netflix. Yeah. That's why I don't let anyone share my Netflix. Smart guy. Yeah. So. It, uh, it had just popped up, so. I, I was thinking about watching it again, but I went with Gone Baby Gone. There's always tomorrow. There is always tomorrow. I've got a lot of time tomorrow. I might watch Million Dollar Baby this week now. I really nice. like that movie. And it's on Netflix. I saw that twice in theater. I own it. I saw that twice in theaters. I'm letting them know. (laughs) But that's cool. I haven't seen a movie twice in theaters in like a while. I think I saw... I saw Doctor Strange twice. I saw Million Dollar Baby twice in theaters. That one best picture. I saw Zoolander like three times. The year that The The Departed came out, I saw that twice in theaters. I saw Infinity War twice in theaters. I think that's the only three movies I've seen twice in theaters. Oh, I'm sorry, Inception. I saw it like four times in theaters. Let's see, I've seen Zoolander, I've seen Doctor Strange. I saw Suicide Squad twice. I don't recommend that. (laughs) It's an Academy Award winning movie. Yes, it is. I saw Yes Man twice. I saw Star Trek, the 2009 one, twice. Are you talking about in theater twice? Yeah. 
I saw Infinity War three times in theaters. Nice. And you saw Force Awakens. Some I saw Force Awakens twice I saw in Force theaters. Force Awakens twice in theaters. I saw Rogue One twice in theaters. I saw I saw Solo twice in theaters. I'm sorry. Unless you liked it. I didn't hate Frank it. Frank hasn't seen it yet. Interesting. Yes, very interesting, right? He'll get there. Yeah, he'll probably see it around the, over the holidays. I'm sure he's going to get it. Oh, probably. Yeah. Are you getting it for him? No. I'll bleep it out. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm getting it for him. <laughs> I give my friends good movies for Christmas. That's fair. <laughs> and if you want to let us know what movies you've seen more than once in theaters, at ZTH Podcast on Twitter. Wow. Suck it. <laughs> you, you only get the boom once today. The fuck was that? <laughs> Did you watch anything else, Jim? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the other movie I watched, I watched the movie Fletch. Nice. I don't think I've seen that one. I've never seen it before. It's Chevy Chase. They talk about it all the time on Top 10. And that's why I watched it. Yeah. It's Matt Nelson's favorite It's a funny movie. movie. It's, it's pretty funny. It's it's a very enjoyable watch. I don't yeah. think it's like a great movie. No, it did not by any stretch. Parts of it make me laugh, though, and I actually enjoyed it. Like, I don't really watch the vacation movies or anything, early Chevy Chase, but, like, I would watch Fletch again. Caddyshack's my favorite Chevy Chase. I've never seen... I don't ever think of it as a, as a Caddyshack as a Chevy Chase. That's Why? He's the funniest guy in the movie. You think Bill Murray? I'm not, I'm not saying he isn't, but I just... it's Caddyshack's a Bill Murray movie. Yeah. Carl Spackler. But that's the thing. Like, there's plenty of movies that are, like... It's that guy's movie, but he's not the funniest person in it. That's also movie. one of the the Dumb and Dumber's a Jim Carrey movie, but Jeff Daniels no. is at least as funny. Well, that's a that's a buddy movie. Yeah, that's that's, that's they're on they're on par. But the, if you ever if you're interested in like the making of movies and behind the scenes stuff, check out Caddyshack for for that because that's Harold Ramis's. I think it's his directorial debut. And he could not control the actors at all. And apparently, behind the scenes, that shit was off the rails. So, uh, it, it's a lot of fascinating stuff happened with that movie. I believe that. Bill Murray and Chevy Chase hated each other, too. That's why they're only in it for the one scene. Bill Murray must be such an interesting human being to work with. Like, he either loves you or he hates you. Like, there's no... He's never lukewarm. Very eccentric person. Yes, he is. And that is what we've been watching. Also, Fletcher's on HBO Go, if anyone out there wants to watch it. Let's do our movie facts for Stardust, which came out in 2007. It's rated PG-13. It's two hours and seven minutes long. Uh, yeah, it was directed by one of my favorite directors now, Matthew Vaughn, who directed Layer Cake, Kick-Ass, X-Men First Class, and then The Kingsman, Secret Service, and Golden Circle. He's very good. He is. I really like his stuff. Golden Circle was like, okay, but he's going to get better again. This movie stars Claire Danes, Charlie Cox, Michelle Pfeiffer, Mark Strong, Robert De Niro, Jason Fleming, Rupert Everett, Kate McGowan, Joanna Scanlon, and Sarah Alexander. Why didn't you say the other two? I thought you were going What to... other two? Uh, was it Sienna Miller and uh, Henry Cavill? I thought that was <laughs> Henry Cavill. <laughs> That's definitely Henry Cavill. <laughs> oh my god, I kept looking at yeah. it, I was like, is that fucking Superman? They're not in the movie enough for me to write them down. Okay. The budget for the movie was $70 million. It made $135 million. That's kind of shocking to me. That actually blows my fucking mind. That it made that much? Yeah. Yeah. Because it kind of, it tanked domestically. $38 million domestic. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Now now I'm back in. Yes. Which is a damn shame because the scores for the movie, Rotten Tomatoes, 76%. Certified fresh. The audience thinks even higher of it at an 86%. IMDb, 7.7 out of 10. Metacritic, 66 with a user score of 8.7. No Oscar nominations, unsurprisingly, so... Shocking. We'll move on to our general thoughts about the movie. Sequel. It's the first time I saw it. 
I had to start and stop it like four times, especially at the beginning, because I just kept getting distracted. I thought this was going to be a long one. I actually enjoyed this movie quite a, quite a bit. It tries really, really hard to be the Princess Bride. I feel very similar in terms of the um, the, the storyline as well as the the humor interjected. Um, and I like the three different groups pursuing the same thing for three different reasons. I thought that was a pretty uh, interesting plot. Yeah, but it was, it was enjoyable. Once it got going and I could like focus and get into it, I, I, I like this movie a lot. Corey, how'd you feel? I think this movie's pretty good. It, it's not... It didn't wow me, but I wasn't mad I was watching it either. It, it's It's just a good movie. It's... 100% a movie that I could, like, if I didn't want to teach one day, I could, like, throw on the middle of this movie and the kids would be distracted enough by it to not bother me and I could get through the period. You know what I mean? Like, that's what this movie is to me. You should put that on the, the DVD cover. <laughs> yeah. Good enough to distract kids if you're a substitute. I thought the acting the acting performances in this overall were really good, too, um, which I wasn't expecting. I figured... At least one of the bigger named characters was going to phone in at some point, and that doesn't happen. I mean, I've gone on the record when we do when we've done a couple fantasy movies in here. I'm not a big fantasy movie person. Same. For whatever reason, they just never grabbed me. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> not playing it close to the chest today. No, it was it was really really entertaining. This like, the first time you saw it. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen it before. It just it had me from the word go for whatever reason because they have so much stuff going on. It's actually interesting. And all the characters are just so out there. It's, it, it just fully worked for me, and it's what I've come to expect from Matthew Vaughn. I didn't have a preconceived notion going in. I was like, I hope this is good, because otherwise I don't want to besmirch the Vaughn name. I hope it's good, because I'm, I'm making two other guys watch it. There's comics on this? Yeah. I had no idea, because I, it's based off a novel. Yeah, but it's, it's that's a, based off a four comic book. It's the yeah. four comic book came before the novel. Yes, you're positive. Positive. Either way, it doesn't matter. We okay, can do it, it, uh, but, it, it works. That but yeah, way. it's a Neil Gaiman book, and then or based on comics. Yeah, when I read it, I, I looked at. I got about halfway through, and was like, nothing about this seems like it would come out of a no, comic book. Not at all. So I went and looked at it too, mm-hmm. and it said. This is based off of a novelization that's based off of a four book comic series. Okay. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And we're going to go into spoilers from here on out. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix right now. So if you have a current subscription to Netflix, at least in the U.S., not South Africa, I'm sorry. <laughs> we recently learned we might be reasonably big in South Africa. Blowing up. So if you can't watch it on Netflix, just go have a Gatsby. That's a sandwich they have in South Africa that I looked up. Wow, what's on a Gatsby? I don't remember. <laughs> but they put a, they, a lot of the sandwiches in South Africa, apparently, they put fries on. So I'm all about that. That sounds fantastic. Any type of sandwich that has fries on it already, I'm in. Agreed. So keep doing what you're doing, South Africa. We like your, we like your style. And from here on out, spoiling Stardust. Starting right now, you've been warned. It took me the first half hour of Charlie Cox actually being on the screen. Because the first, like, 10, 15 To minutes, realize he was Daredevil? Yeah. It took me that long to realize him. <laughs> I kept looking at him and was like, is that, is that Daredevil? No. There's no way it's... That's gotta be it. No, I don't think it is. And then finally I just... something dark and brooding. And then I just finally, I just pulled the plug on the movie, paused it for a second, went to IMDb, was like, son of a bitch, it is Daredevil. It's amazing how much different his voice is in this. 
And I don't know if the deep accent is... Like, the deeper accent that he has on Daredevil is the real one, and he's, he went he's, higher? He's British, so his accent on Daredevil is completely false. Okay. This one, I couldn't tell if he, was, uh, he, if he sound, had a British accent. Yeah, he didn't sound especially was, British in this. Yeah, but he is, so... Okay. Yeah, his voice isn't... His voice definitely deepens in Daredevil. I'm a big fan of movies that make me think of other movies and other television shows. This happened quite a bit. I thought of Game of Thrones, especially when they did, like, the pull-out, they showed the map, and it shows the wall. It made me think of the intro of Game of Thrones. Okay. A lot of... I don't know if it was just me, and I know you love The Princess Bride. I thought this uh, this trying to be The Princess Bride. I didn't get it's. I didn't get uh, trying to be The Princess Bride on it. I didn't get that vibe either. Um, I, I do... I would say I understand how you could watch this and be like, oh, this reminds me of The Princess Bride. But The Princess Bride is such a low fantasy setting. It's like there's there's next to no real fantasy in The Princess Bride. This is such high fantasy. This is, just, this is a bunch of magic. In I it. just, magic aside, I just feel based on like setting and then the humor aspect. Some of the humor does hit does hit the same way. I'll right. That. And I also, there's a, there's a pretty... I thought I thought of Harry Potter a lot, especially Deathly Hallows, because if you look at the reasons, the three reasons the three groups are pursuing. I, I, I have to pause, I have to pause you for a second. Three groups. You got the witches. You got the witch. You got I, the Charlie Cox. Okay, so you Charlie Cox, and then the the brothers. Okay. Yeah, become king. Okay, so the all right. So the brothers. So are, you're talking about after Charlie Cox goes over the wall and then goes back. Well, he's pursuing the stars for out of love. Not initially love for... Oh, I see. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I Again, I I missed... I guess I skipped the concept that he's pursuing it. Yeah. Because he just gets there first and he's right, with the, the star candle. most of the movie. Yes. Yeah. So he's prefer, uh, pursuing it out of love. The brothers are pursuing it out of power. Out of power. And then the witch is pursuing it for, like... Greed. Immortality. Yeah, yeah. So I thought of the Deathly Hallows instantly. Yeah, that is very Deathly Hallows, yeah. right? So, but this predates the Deathly Hallows. So maybe J.K. Rowling stole. Well, wait, when did the books come out, though? Well, this was two thousand seven. Yeah, the books Deathly Hallows may have come out by two thousand seven. Maybe I can't I can't confirm nor deny that, but I feel like did, at that point. But when did the comic for this come out? Also, a good question. And also, when did the Neil Gaiman book come out? Because these are all important questions. Comic. Maybe it's unrelated and one doesn't steal from the novel. The novel came out in '99. Okay, so that's. I'm, I'm sure they didn't steal the from each other. The first appearance is a 1939 comic. 1939? <laughs> that's Stardust as Super Wizard. Is that the same shit? No. Doubt it. And The Deathly Hallows did get originally published in 2007 when. Wow, same year. When this movie came out. That's cool. Well, I don't think it's that hard to. I, I guess if you're going to go with like any type of trifecta like a, like a yeah a trifecta of people going after the same thing for different reasons those are per, three pretty universal yeah, but absolutely easy almost, to understand yeah, it's right like a cliche yeah borderline cliche i mean you got the one for love always the power i mean even the the power for sure the love one's very interesting though because it it's initially for love and then it changes but it's still for love yeah 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 it took me a while it, it admittedly took me a really long time to see this coming. Like that I did not see him falling in love with her. 
Really? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Is. It's right there. It's obvious. It should have been the first thing I, I saw when you went. And she's like beautiful. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, that should have been my first. <laughs> it just wasn't. It was never until really until pretty late in the movie. It's pretty much until we we get introduced to Robert De Niro. I'm like, I'm actually thinking that he's going to drag her over the wall and hand her over as a gift. And until um, I'm sorry. Victoria, that's the original woman he's pursuing. Yes. I'm so happy that he falls for Claire Dean's oh, character yeah. because she Victoria sucks. sucks. <laughs> yeah, Victoria does suck. She's terrible. Yeah. And he keeps trying for reasons I don't understand. Lust. Because, <laughs> I uh, guess. Be, you don't know. She gets him fired. She's and then the, feels bad about it, I guess, but she doesn't realize. She, she doesn't do anything Either she's it. the worst or she's kind of shitty and really stupid. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that... I think that he think... I think... Wow, this is a really hard sentence. You got it. You nail it. Just do it. Come on. I think he thinks that he's in love with her. Well, yeah. He definitely thinks he is. I, it's not... It, you can... He's infatuated. Yes. Yeah. That's a good word. I There have been plenty of, of ex-girlfriends that I said that I loved, but in reality, not really... Breaking hard stuff and right. Corey. Listen, listen. The girls got to figure it out eventually. <laughs> what a way on this podcast. <laughs> that they probably definitely don't listen to. You don't know that. Probably. I don't. I don't. Definitely. <laughs> Where are we get up to? I don't remember. But I'm going to jump on the Claire Danes. Uh, jump on wagon. Claire Danes. I, absolutely. <laughs> um, the only thing, the only thing I, can, I can remember ever having seen her in was Romeo and Juliet. The name sounds really familiar to me, but I couldn't place her in things. I yeah. believe she's in the show Homeland. Oh, yeah, she is in Homeland. I never watched Homeland, though. I know she's in it. I never watched it. I'm looking her up. Like I said, the only thing I can say for certain I've seen her in was Romeo and Juliet. I liked I liked that version of Romeo and Juliet. She might have played Temple Grandin in the HBO film Temple Grandin. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is her. Now that you say it, I wanted, I had to watch that when I was substituting for an English class last year. She was in Little Women, Les Mis, the English dub of Princess Mononoke. That doesn't help either of you. Terminator Three. It is Claire Danes. Yep. Terminator. Oh, that's right. She plays. Um. Yep. She plays. Yep. The whoever <laughs> the the person that's supposed to end up with. Uh... Oh, she's in U-Turn. That's a weird movie. That is a weird. Either way, I think her performance in this was stellar. Yes, I think she's very good in it. I love Michelle Pfeiffer in this a lot. Yeah. I thought she was going to be over the top and crazy, and she is crazy. She is. But it, of. like, fits the character. It works, yeah. yeah. Perfectly. There were two, again, when I was talking about, I figured there were going to be a couple people that would at some point phone it in and either go a little too over the top, or just... Michelle Pfeiffer around Michelle, yeah. I figured one of the two of them were, were bound to just phone it in at some point, and neither of them do. This is my favorite Robert De Niro role wow. ever. This is a really wow. good role. He watched The Godfather recently. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a good fucking role. It it's, is. It's, it is. It's because The Godfather is exactly like every Robert De Niro thing I've seen. That's what I picture when I picture Robert De Niro. So he broke the mold with this one, and he's so good at it. He's so... He's like the charming, awesome uncle. God, he's so fluid. <laughs> the way that he just bounces between, like... The hard and terminating self and the uh, the homosexual that he is is yeah. is just unfucking believable. The two, arguably the two best actors of the late seventies, early eighties, were Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. 
was a debate for years. Who's better, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino? It depends what era. When Al Pacino tries to do roles like this, it's terrible. He can't yeah, do it. No. You think of Jack and Jill, where he plays himself, and he's terrible. See, I refuse to see that movie. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's just not a good time. But, like, Robert De Niro has, like, branched out into comedy. But this is, like, such a unique performance from him. Because even, like, in, That's like... why I like it so much. In, like, Meet the Parents... He's still, like, the same hard guy. Yeah, like Funny if, things if happen around yeah, him. He if you told me he jokes. used to be in the mob, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I believe that. Right? That checks out. Is his name Jack in those movies? I feel like his name is Jack. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, ex-CIA. So, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. same vein. No, but he, he's outstanding in this. He's so good. He's, he's... It's, it's, it's fun watching an actor who has typecasted branch out. And, and nail it. Succeed so yes. well, yeah. And it's such a weird role for him, or it's such a weird movie for him to be branching out, right? Like, well, I mean, not really. If you, Robert De Niro being in this movie, is he going to play, like, the fantasy mobster? No, not necessarily. <laughs> but, like, I, when you look, when I looked at the cast for this movie, and I saw Robert De Niro, I said to myself, huh, that's a weird thing for him to have taken on. In retrospect, it's the greatest thing he's taken on. But I don't look at this movie, I don't look at Stardust, and I'm like, yeah, no, this is definitely a movie Robert De Niro, like, that came across Robert De Niro's desk and was like, I need to be in this movie. No, no way! No, it's just, I Michelle think... Michelle Pfeiffer, I believe. Yeah. Everybody else I can see. Robert De Niro was out of left field, and I'm very happy about it. I can picture Matthew Vaughn sitting around, like, oh, it'd be really funny if we got Robert De Niro. <laughs> Send it to his people. Oh my god, world. oh my god, he's interested? Yeah. <laughs> but that, that worked? Uh, no, he he nails his role. It's it's out of the park, and that's my my favorite scene. And watch is watching him dancing around in a dress or or changing into a dress. Yeah. It's like I'm never going to see Robert De Niro do this ever ever again. And he he sold it, man. Yes, he did. He didn't look like he was like, oh god, I can't believe I have to do this. He looked like he was just doing his thing, enjoying every little yeah, second. He of was it. he exactly. was Captain Shakespeare. Yeah, I could see how this how this is someone's favorite. Robert De Niro role. by in no shape it is his best role though I just I just think we have to did I say that. best you did not say best okay because like it's just my favorite right. performance like yeah. no he's I'm, he's better as an actor in movies he's more heavily featured in sure that makes sense but like this is a fantastic bit of acting by him yeah, and absolutely. it's so much fun to watch it is it's a lot of fun to watch and probably one of the coolest parts of the movie or at the very least the the where the movie goes from. I'm cool with it, this is okay, to pretty good. Or great. The minute that they, they, they light the Babylon candle and they get, like, into that fight on the clouds, from that moment on, the movie just... Honestly, it puts the pedal to the metal and it gets really good. This movie's full of so much, like, weird, incredible fantasy stuff. They're lightning farmers, or they're lightning pirates, or something. Farmers. What? <laughs> There's so much cool shit happening in this. Yeah. I love it. I didn't think I was going to like this movie at all. I really didn't. I was really, I was really hoping I was going to like it. Pleasantly surprised. I, I got done watching it, and I didn't really have feelings one way or the other, other than that, you know, I wasn't... Like, the movie didn't make me mad. Which is really... I mean, technically, it's a good thing. As long as the it's movie... It's always good. As long as the movie... Like, if a movie, like, upsets me at how bad it is, that's when I have a problem with it. A movie can be bad as long as I'm having a good time watching it. This is one of those movies that not only did I have a good time watching it, it was just, it's a good movie. But 
I don't know. I, I guess as long as you don't go into this movie with some sort of high expectation that it's going to be like a s- incredible blockbuster movie, you're going to love it. But if you go into it being like, this is going to be as good as Infinity War, yeah, you're going to be oh. let down. You know what I mean? Like, if you go into it with too high of an expectation, I could see people going into it. I don't think anyone went into the movie Stardust with lofty expectations like that. I'm clearly, just clearly no one went into the movie. No, that's true. Based on the U.S. numbers. It's funny. Before we started recording the show, very rarely did a movie make me mad, because I always had the option of shutting it off. <laughs> I don't have that option anymore if it's a movie reviewing for the podcast. Or if you do shut it off, you have to come back later and finish it. <laughs> Exactly. Which nobody wants to do on those bad no, movies. No, no, We We watch the movie. That's, uh... That's, that's rule number one. That's, rule one. That's, Joe, Joe laid that rule down the first day. He's if like, don't watch the movie, don't don't show up. I, I've tried to enforce it the best I can. Listen, as far as we know... There's only we're getting into dangerous territory here. Right. <laughs> we know that we've always seen all of the movies. Yes. There's only <laughs> one where I didn't watch it the week we were supposed to watch it, but I watched it like two weeks earlier than that. But, uh... Well, there was the week that you guys watched, where I watched the wrong movie. That was a fun week. That was a fun so week. So you guys bo- both watched the movie two weeks early. The best part true. of that was when Joe went to the bathroom and we did our little uh, plot synopsis, and I had no idea what the hell you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, But I figured, oh, let's just go with it. And then I glanced down at the magic piece of paper and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Anyways, Stardust. A lot of sex jokes in this. Surprisingly high amount of sex jokes in this. You, you, have you guys noticed that Netflix has been putting, like, the rating and why it's rated that in the top corner? Like, right I after you not. hit play? Yeah, I, I did. I did, especially, I saw it for this one, because yeah. every time you pause it, it says it again. What's yep. the rating? PG-13. PG-13 for, like, mild violence and... and sexual r- humor? Risque yeah. humor. Risque humor? It says risque humor. There's a lot of sex jokes in this. Yeah, there's quite a few. There's a reasonable number. And I don't yeah. know if they put those sex jokes in... For the same reason that you put adult-themed jokes in an animated movie, because they assumed that a bunch of kids were going to want to go see this fantasy movie, and they put it in for mom and dad. I just think it's Matthew Vaughn's style, to be honest okay. with you. I also think it's probably, it could potentially be in the book slash comics also. That could also be the tone of it, which would make sense. I don't know how faithful this is, because I've never read either of them. Because with a title like Stardust, and just based on the little that I knew going into it, I thought it was going to be like very kid friendly. But like we we get we yeah. get intercourse kind of like in the first ten minutes of the movie, or implied intercourse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, know, I don't think it's all that implied when the, the narrator says, oh, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> and then they drop off a kid nine months later. Yeah, yeah. nine months later, he got his uh, surprise. Ian McKellar is the narrator. Yep. Okay, I I knew I knew it was one of the two X Men. Guys, I couldn't put my finger on it if it was McKellen or Patrick Stewart. Could not put my finger on it. He's not talking about mutants, so it's got to be in McKellen. (laughs) You know what? Touche, sir. (laughs) Touche. Get that. You got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer disrobing and turning around and giving a little look. (laughs) She's like showing off to her two sisters. She's like, I'm young and hot again. Yeah. What's up? (laughs) Sucks to be you. And then when the... um, And then when she goes to like, like... Tighten her neck, her boobs sag. Yeah, when she does the yeah. uh, the Botox, the magic Botox to herself, yeah. and her boobs just flop down. Yeah, then you had the uh, when she transforms uh, into the the uh, innkeeper and the innkeeper's daughter, you get a little boob pop. Oh yeah, yeah. Too. And they kept the dude's voice yep. in the daughter. <laughs> that was pretty funny, which was interesting. And I love the Ghost Brothers. 
I, I thought, love, yeah, I, thought I was going to hate them. <laughs> I like them a lot. They're kind of like Ghost, Statler, and Waldor. Pretty much. But... <laughs> the, from the... Um... Muppets. Yeah, Muppets, okay. Yeah. Just providing comedy. Which, in a movie that we will certainly start seeing on television this time of the year, they do play ghosts then. Marley and Marley. Whoa! Our hearts are painted black. I love that movie. Yeah. I'm going to be watching that in a matter of weeks because Veronica will want to. Kermit yeah. the Frog as Bob Cratchit. He's credited. <laughs> Everything. <Beside>. Michael Caine. <laughs> no, the Ghost the Ghost Brothers didn't bother me as much as I thought they were going to as well. I just I think the one thing that they do with the Ghost Brothers that is probably my favorite part is that however they they die is how they end up being in ghost form. So like you you notice it right off the bat, like with the first like four that show up, one of them's got, like, an axe to the head, one of them, like, looks like it was, like, burnt alive. That's the most obvious one, is the yes. axe to the head. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy gets pushed out the window, his face He's is all smushed. smushed. But, like, as you start losing brothers, they, they get almost progressively funnier. So, like, the one that dies in the tub, he, like, shows up the afterlife, still naked from being in the tub. And everybody starts to, like, make, again, weird glances at your brother, but I thought it was funny. It worked. The one guy got poisoned, so I don't know how funny yeah, that would have been. Yeah, that was funny. This is normal. And then just Mark Strong's always wet. Because <laughs> he didn't was... actually drown, but it was a voodoo doll that drowned. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's yeah. interesting that he I ended up being wet. Love the voodoo doll. I think Michelle Pfeiffer is playing like a video game until she's controlling it mm-hmm. perfectly with the sword fighting. I've never seen that in a movie before. That was, yeah. that was pretty uh, That's very spot on. Yeah. And, and, with, and then... Him, his ghost form. I mean, like, it's not me. Yeah, that that don't look at me. I didn't do it. When his when his former body gets like stabbed through chest, he goes, "Oh, he grabs <laughs> yeah." <his head>. Ooh. <laughs> but that's interesting though, because like in a in a sword fight, like if you stab somebody, that's it, you've won. But if it's a voodoo doll, yeah, and it's no, it's, he's, he's gonna keep, keep going, going after, keep you. after you. At one point, I thought he was gonna chop the head off real quick. That wouldn't have done anything. But that wouldn't have done anything exactly. <laughs> that was good. Oh, Tristan. Major flaw that I found, one of the few flaws I find in this movie, because it is really enjoyable. Stop leaving Claire Danes by herself. Every time you do, something really bad happens. Just stop doing it. He doesn't catch on fast. No, he doesn't. So he does it the first time. When he goes to get her food while she's sleeping. He he tethers her to her tree. And that's when the insane one shows up. In, you know, theory. Right, but you You learn from the magic unicorn to show up and set her free. Yeah, the ma- and the, uh, I'm a little annoyed that I don't know where the magic unicorn came from. I don't know where the magic unicorn um, went. Tristar. <laughs> All right, that's immediately what I thought when I wow. saw when I yeah. saw the unicorn. Yeah. I'm like, that's the fucking horse from Tristar. Oh no, I agree exactly. with that. But like, we don't like it. Just kind of appears out of nowhere, and then it saves him from the inn. But it doesn't. I thought it was going to follow him around. I thought it was going to be a little more important later on. I think they well, they sent a helper to help her. Who's they? This other stars or something? Yes, they were sending a helper to free her. Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah. is that a piece of narrava- or narration that just oh, yeah oh, misheard? Yep. When okay. they're whispering to him, at yes. night. and then oh okay, yeah, and he, they were going to fall into the inn's trap because they couldn't warn the unicorn, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's when they recruit his help, and now that he's helping her, they no longer need the unicorn. Exactly. I assume that's why the unicorn's gone. Got it. Okay. All right. That makes a little more sense. 
It was a little loud in the classroom when I was trying to watch it, so. And he also leaves her alone in the inn. He leaves her alone in the inn. really end. stupid. And he leaves a message with the really tired guy who, exactly. of course, gets it wrong. I do like the line that, like, do you have, like, something to write with so I can leave her a note? And he's Yeah, like, I do. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, you can ask again at a reasonable hour. Yeah. Well, here's the worst part about that is that I don't think... I think that guy did a really, really good job. He repeats the message verbatim. Yeah. At repeating the message, I don't think that message was left very well. No. Context is key there. Yeah. Well, I think he he actually kind of screwed up the... Because there's no way Tristan said the message in that exact way. Because that is very... I don't it's, think... It's not only misleading, but it's just like... I think the intonation... poorly. I think the intonation is different. But I think that he said, I have to go see Veronica. Victoria. Victoria, whatever. I have to go see Victoria. And what's the next line? And then, it, then he says, I think he called because I found my true love. No, yeah. I have to find Victoria because I found my true love and I have to let her know. Something along those lines. Yeah. And he's like, he's going to find Victoria. To tell her, no, I got to leave. Right. But it's like, so he's going to find Victoria because he's found his true love. And it's like, it's like context is key here. Sure. It's like when you hear the same thing said two different ways has two different meanings. Yeah. But at the same point, and, and again, as far as like plot in this movie, there aren't very many problems plot-wise no. with this movie. But that is one of them. Your job is to go find the star and bring it back to her by her birthday. You no longer want to bring it back to her. By her birthday. So why do you go back? Look. So why go back at all? That's, that's the part that bothers me more. Than Again, I think it's more of like the gentleman in him. He wants to be a stand-up guy. This, but he, if he failed, it doesn't matter. He goes back and rubs it in her face, though. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. And he, he could have just been like, "Nope, I failed. Didn't make it back. Sorry." I, think, make and no I also think the rubbing in the face comes to the fact where she like totally comes on to him, and he's just illustrating that. Point. Okay. And, and he dips her, and he can yeah. kiss her you if he also, wants to, but he's like, nah. Exactly. And I guess at the same time, you also, need, you also need you also need a plot device to get us to that scene where you have all three of them chasing to that one point. No, the the main purpose of that scene is to show that the lock of hair turned to stardust. Yeah. Which again, this movie borrows from Field of Dreams, where <laughs> she can't cross the wall. She crossed the wall. She's gonna die. Yeah. Right? But he can't have that happen because he finally found this true love. Exactly. So by him crossing the wall with the lock of hair, we as an audience learn at the same time as the main character. That's why that scene exists. Feel the dreams I'm referencing because when Doc crosses the the foul line, he turns back into the old man and he can't go back. No, no, I get it. I I understand what that... I mean, as far as what it sets up, though, it does set up finally, for the first time in the movie, we actually get to see all three of them chasing one solid thing, too. Uh, Not really. Yes, really. Septimus isn't really there yet. All three of them, that that scene... Septimus doesn't show up until No, he doesn't show up, but that entire scene, when he's running back to the wall, it cuts between all three of them. Okay. Alright, that's... So you are are seeing all three of them in, like, booking it as fast as they can to a point. Whether it's to the point at the wall, or whether it's to... Wherever Septimus is going to, it's the first time in the movie that you actually get to see all three of them. I have to rewatch it because I think I've, I, I only remember the cut of um, Tristan's mother 
realizing that she's going to cross the wall and then intercepting her before that happens. Yeah, Tris is also running back through the town towards the wall. Because he figures Back between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't recall seeing Septimus or or, uh, Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer in those scenes at all. Yeah, you definitely, at the very least, get Michelle Pfeiffer because she shows up at the wall. You definitely get Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm almost positive you get Septimus Septimus doesn't show up until after she kidnaps... Yeah, Septimus just essentially shows up at the castle, but... During that portion, it's everybody is is. I mean, he shows up at the wall where they were, but he's too late. Like they're already gone, so he has to like follow the tracks or something because they're like the outline of the witch that she killed burned into the grass. Terrifying. I do, and I also have one. I do have a least favorite. This is one of the one of the few movies that we've done recently where I actually have an actual least favorite moment. It's funny because this is one of the few movies where I've actually struggled to come up with my least favorite. I have I have one moment in particular that I absolutely fucking despise. I'm the rest of the movie is absolutely stellar, but that, that one moment I was like, this is unnecessary, this is dumb, I don't like it. I really hope it's not what, you're, what I'm thinking you're going to say, because be. I like this guy a lot. But yeah, it has nothing to do with the guy. Alright, good. Is it Ricky Gervais? <laughs> no, I freak out he was in it as much as that. I like the old guy that guards the... The entrance. To oh the my wall. god, he's awesome! I love him so much. That guy's great. Yeah, he's like everybody can cross the wall. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of the effort he puts into not letting Tristan cross the wall in the first oh, place. Did you flip at ninety seven? Yeah. Oh, so what's good. your what's your yeah. what's your scene? Sorry. Uh, the when Michelle Pfeiffer like cuts her free and is like decides to like cry break down. There's no point if all my sisters are gone. That part's perfect. You, it's the, it's the. You need to mend her heart. Yeah, That's so why they do it. That's the whole point. You need to mend whose heart? The Claire Danes. Danes. The the star. If she kills Claire Danes and eats her heart, nothing will happen because she's broken hearted. She, she can only eat the heart after it's mended. And by her freeing her and then being reunited, mends her broken heart. But That's Claire why Danes she's is glowing. Less. But Claire Danes is glowing on the table already. False. <laughs> I don't. I don't think she is. Because she's in mortal peril. She only goes when she's happy. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure she sees Tristan there. That she sees Tristan and she I think glows she starts glowing. She does a little glow bit. Yeah. Because he shows she up. needs to glow a little bit then at that point. No, you need the, the full... Uh, re- but then the conflict happens and she stops glowing. Yes. They have to be reunited. Are you looking it up right now? Are you watching the... No, I'm looking at something different. Okay. I was going. I was going to look it up. Okay. What? Well, it's fine. I. I don't. I like that scene a lot. I fucking hate that scene because it's there's there's a couple of moments like around that time that I had questions, and as soon as the question appeared in my mind, they said it. Like when she, they kill the witch by her shining, I'm like, why didn't she do that earlier? And then he goes, why didn't you do that earlier? <laughs> that I that that I liked. <laughs> the way that the scene like resolves is fine. I does I. No, when she, no, because I, th- I was on the same page as you. When she cuts her free, and then she she turns, I'm like, I better get an explanation here because I'm uh, like, why why the hell would you do this? And then um, she says like, yeah, now that you've been reunited and the broken heart is mended, I can you did me a favor because my sisters are dead and I can share that I had this heart all to myself. I only got this. You can I don't have to share it with anybody. I thought that she just let her go Mm-mm. and then was being. A mega bitch and decided to close the door on her. Oh no, that was a plan all along. Yes, that's fucking dumb. I still don't like it. <laughs> and that's what you're entitled to feel. Clearly. Yes, absolutely. But I liked it. Sorry. It was pretty. Past that, I really don't have anything else. I don't have any other points in this movie where I like was like, "Huh, this is 
silly or I don't like this. I I have less than that. My least favorite part is just the final confrontation because it feels a little anticlimactic because there's a lot going on. Like he's fencing like the voodoo Septimus. Like they team up for reasons I don't understand because they both had a knife at each other. It's like, well, let's just be friends. Let's well, just see what happens. I think, they figured, the dice here. I think they both knew pretty pretty quick that they probably weren't going to be able to do this by themselves. Well, yeah. Which is ironic because it ended up being just him. <laughs> you know, end up killing all three of them by himself. Yeah, and how he takes out the sisters is kind of like, he slices open the animal cages and they eat the one sister. That was a little graphic. That I guess they turned, the animals that they turned into animals, I'm assuming. I'm assuming that, the, I I'm mean, those... that's why they jump on her, because they used to be humans? No, my, my assumption was that those animals had been caged up the entire time, so they had seen all of the times that they had just taken one animal out and just slaughtered it to ascertain whatever information they so were trying to get. So you think they used to be people, because then they have, like, the collective groupthink. You know, like, they've seen it happen, and they've all been wronged by them, so that's why they... I don't know. That's what I read into it. I might be... Who knows? I just figure these are just wild caged animals that watch their brothers and sisters be killed for the gain of these three evil humans. So as soon as they were let free, attack. And, the, and then the other ones, I could, the, the ferrets are a little weird, but the coyotes, it makes perfect sense. As soon as they're open, I'm going to eat whatever's closest to me. I'm trying to go with the least favorite. I don't like the fact it's that hard, they right? use Claire names alone, like, twice. That's just... I don't think he would do that. I don't Fool think me a normal once. person would do that in that situation. Too. I just, I, again, I, I get it the first time, but the second time especially. I think he thinks oh God, that he's home me. free the second time. Yeah, it's, but I, I don't like that either. That Just the fact that he ha- feels like he needs to go. Yeah. It's like, this is, no, this is coming up, everything's coming up Tristan right now. Yeah, leave What are you going to mess with this formula? <laughs> I don't like Victoria, but you're not supposed to like Victoria, so, I mean, that means she plays her part well. Poor Humphrey. There's a... Yeah, right. Is he gay? Yeah. I don't think so. That's what they suggested. Yeah, the Robert De Niro gives him, like, the wink, and he, like, smiles. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They certainly suggested at the end, about. yeah. I, I thought that that was, like, a... You got stuck with the shitty one, wink. No. Oh, no, no. I, think, I think that was Robert De Niro coming on, coming on to each other Oh, there. okay. Um, I think I like that better, though. Yeah, I yeah. like that better, too. <laughs> One is totally nitpicky. I'm not going to include it as my least favorite part. I did think the movie went a few minutes too long. I think it should have ended at the coronation. I didn't know they had it. They didn't need to hear they ruled for 80 years and then they spent eternity in the stars. I like that part. No, because I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have assumed that he turned into a star. I definitely of all the assumptions I would have made at the end of this movie. Don't th- I don't think it's necessary. And the when the two stars flash in the sky, I looked. I'm like, they're ten thousand feet apart. When you go up there, they're nowhere near each other. <laughs> uh, I did think the same thing about how far apart they were. That that I did think. That I did think. That's fair. I think that if I had designed, if I had directed this movie or I had designed this movie or whatever, I think that my ending wouldn't have been. Like a panning shot of the castle again, with like them saying that they ruled for eighty years. I would have had them kiss at the coronation and then just both go straight up to the sky. I think that I think that would have been a, a personally. See, I like the fact that they got to hang out with like his newly newly reunited parents. Yeah, like, yeah. The she dad did. and the mom finally get Uma and is it Una or Uma? Una. Una yeah. and Dunstan. Something like that. She Dunstan, Dunstan checks in. She doesn't age at all, right? No, she looks exactly the same as the day that 
from the in beginning that. of the movie. But Dunstan ages. Yes. Quite a bit. I mean, yes, she's a she's a magic, magic princess okay. from Stormhold, and he's just a dude from Wall. But it's weird though because he's a human like, from Wall. Exactly. The other Stormhold people age. Uh, I don't know. I just found it a little weird. Maybe the the witch may have had something. Maybe on the it. the imprisonment, the yeah, tethering. Maybe she gets a younger slave for longer. I don't know. It's good that we have these questions, though. Yeah. That's good world building. Yes. Yeah. The world build, there's no question they did a it's great phenomenal. job. It's I wonder what they did with that Babylon candle. <laughs> they I went think, to the sky. I think they, I think they went home. That's what they used. That's what they used to go into yes, the sky? That's what they used to go home. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what they used to turn into stars and go home. So they just kept it for 80 years? Yeah. Did yeah. that already go anywhere else for 80 years? Not really. They can I travel normally. Good on yeah. them. Good on them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're happy they're now. Yeah, they're happy. They're safe. That they're going to rule that kingdom. That thing would have lasted one day. My possession. The first one only did last Sigle, one day. Sigil's like, I'm going to the Giants game. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you sat on in traffic trying to get to or from that stadium? No, thank you. Yeah, Actually, that's true. Take the, take the train into the Giants game. You the able to go home from the Giants game. Terrible. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to take it out. You don't want to leave. Like if you had to take it one way, you're going to take it going in. Yeah, absolutely. I just wish I could go to a Giants game and just. Have nothing to do the next day, so I could hang out in that parking lot for like ten hours and just like drink and watch the late games, and then go home. And all the traffic would be gone by that time, and then I could leave the stadium in peace. Yeah, it's a goal of mine. It's never gonna happen though. Just take a Monday. You can't take a Monday off. No, Monday. You can now this season in the logistics industry. Monday is your busiest day. But can you take a week's vacation? Yeah. So just take a week's vacation. I like to do that in the summertime and go somewhere. Take a second week's <laughs> vacation. You yeah. probably get two weeks. Holidays. What? I've thought of this, guys. Believe me. This <laughs> <laughs> Not hard enough your, to your, figure your it out. Your points are valid here, but like, you know, I got... They don't I'm, feel valid. I got family in other states. Say if I take a week's vacation, I'm probably going to go see them. So mm-hmm. they're always going to have something... Leave on, on Tuesday. <sighs> All right, Stardust. So Stardust. Okay. Are we going to close this bitch out? It sounds we like do, we're about uh, to close we do it our up. favorite scenes? I did my favorite and my least favorite. What was okay. your favorite again? My favorite would be Robert De Niro, the cross-dressing okay. pirate, okay. dancing, getting changed with a black heart painted on his cheek. And like his hair and kind of like a little man bun. It's a weird sort of, thing going on. I yeah, thought it was like, 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 a little like trees or something, yeah. but it was like the angle of the mirror kind of like made it look weirder than it actually was favorite scene. I don't think it's a specific scene. Uh, I think it's kind of a theme throughout. I like the... I like the way that they progress their relationship. I don't think it comes on too quick. I think that they did like the perfect amount of like squabbling early to starting to like like each other to like falling in love. I think that they spaced that out throughout the course of this movie in a, like, a very good way. And I, and more importantly than that, I fully fucking believed it. I felt love between the two of them, between Claire Danes and Charlie Cox's characters. I hear you. The movie does a great job of that because he's searching for love. Mm-hmm. And Victoria probably is the most beautiful girl in his village, and she is not into him, and she's using him. And the fact that he's searching for it and it gets reciprocated by somebody just as. Attractive. She's like, like a, a little bit into him. Victoria? Yeah. 
She's going for him when he's got nothing else going for him because he's like a smooth talker a little bit. I just think it's just enough that she's into him to keep him on the hook. Sure. Well, yeah. That that that's it. But she's into him like a little bit. It's a spectrum. Fully reciprocated. That's fair. You're just rooting for the guy. Definitely. That's yeah. Definitely root for him. That's important for a hero. Very important. Uh, My favorite scene is. It's tied between two. It's the opening market scene where Dunstan goes to the market because just there's so much cool shit in that, yeah. and that just grabs me from the word go. I'm in this movie and ready for this journey. It was a better version of the troll market in the Golden Army. Yeah, it has the same feel to it, but I like this one better. This one's yeah. This one's all like above ground and like. It just feels like this is an awesome place. But this is, like, Tuesday for these people. Yeah. But for Dunstan, this is, like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. most amazing thing he ever will see. The Dunstan-Una interaction early on is very interesting. She's, like, horny as hell. I, I feel yeah, because, like, right. like, that was that was her... She knew he, he couldn't set her free, so, like, that was just her goal. Was Boom, to right this, away. This strapping young lad. Like, like kiss me on the cheek, full-on make-out. I come, that Come back to my caravan. Okay. <laughs> it's not even her caravan, it's her it's her bosses technically. She probably doesn't get that many opportunities. Yeah, it's true. Also so that it, it leads to that, but I was like, wow, alright, we're doing this. And it's funny because I always liked when I started and stopped it, I would stop right before that. When he's arguing with the old guy off the wall. Because like, I missed the narration, I have no idea why they're arguing and I gotta restart at another time. And then my other, I guess the other tie for favorite is just the the montage when Robert De Niro, Captain Shakespeare, is teaching him how to fence yes. and her how to dance, and they're just becoming happier together. I'm like, this is just beautiful. This, and is, it's this all, is well done. And he and it's and again, it shows the double life of Captain Shakespeare, like the broody, I got to be a pirate so I don't even know how to fence, and then like the artistic, I can dance and play piano. I love at the end that his crew always knew the whole time. Yeah, and then at the wedding, or not the wedding, at the coronation, he puts his hands are like "arr" in the crowd. <laughs> I was like, I love this. So yeah, those two probably tied for favorite. There's a there's a little bit of like social awkwardness, I guess, for lack of better terms, where they teeter on some things that some people are definitely going to find offensive. Like there are some people on the left that are definitely going to find a bunch of the stuff that they do in this movie very offensive. But even w- with that, I think that the message that they do at the end of that. Especially when it comes to Robert De Niro's character. I can see a whole bunch of people being like, there's a difference between being a cross-dresser and being gay, and there's a difference between being trans and being a cross-dresser. Like, I can see a whole bunch of people having, like, an uproar about that. Well, we don't, we don't know what he is. I know we don't, but I'm like, just saying... I'm just we saying, know that he enjoys, I guess, getting dressed up. Yeah, of we, don't, we don't know his sexual preference. We don't. No. We don't. We just know that... I, and I'm, I'm simply saying yeah. that everybody would have jumped to the fact that he was gay, and then they would have gotten to cross-dresser and be like, that's two separate things. I could see people getting upset. My point is, at the end of the day, what the crew does makes it even more okay with what they did. Like I, I, I accept them no matter what. Yeah, like he's that's their, he's the, always their captain. Like yeah. that, and like that's it. Like the moral of that story is way more important. So we're we've done we finished talking about Stardust. Now we're gonna let you know our rating for it, which goes from one to six Infinity Stones. And if you give it six stones, you can also give it an Infinity Gauntlet at your own discretion. Apparently Corey goes first. He does. I pointed. (laughs) Sequel has decided. Uh, I'm going to give this four stones. I don't know that I'm going to run back and see it again. I think if I was 
oh man, I can't wait to turn this on again. I can't wait to make somebody else sit down and watch it with me. I think it would have gotten the fifth stone. Um, if I don't see this again, so goes life. Uh, it is it is very, very good, though. It's nothing... Don't let my ratings make you think that I don't like it as much as I do. It's it's just a rewatchability factor for me at this point. Performances are phenomenal. The The story is believable. The, the world that they build is great. But yeah, four stones. Sequel. Corey got so much the Blu-ray cost. Oh, shit. <laughs> $8.99. a couple bucks. I was at four stones heading into this podcast after talking about it and having so much fun. I'm at a five now. Okay. I'm actually kind of eager to watch it again. As Joe touched on earlier, I'm not a big fan of like the fantasy uh, genre either. It is, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a delightful movie. It's just so much fun. It's so much such fun. a good word it's there. Just, you, it's so enjoyable. The acting performances are great, as we touched upon. I, I just enjoyed myself. I, I liked watching it. Uh, every time I had a question, it was answered. Yeah, I'm going to give it five stones. Five seems like an appropriate rating, and it's a surprising rating. I think the two most surprising ratings I've given on this show would be this one and Mystery Man. Really? Yeah, Mystery Man I didn't think it would be a five, but I'm like, you know what? This is so much fun. Had you never seen Mystery Man before that? I saw it bits and pieces on TV. Oh, okay. But watching it in like full force, I was like, "Wow, this is <laughs> a good time. This is a really good time." <laughs> For me, like I said, this is a very good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's probably going to be one I end up owning. I mean, it's on Netflix now, so I'm in no rush because I can just watch it whenever I want. But once I get taken down, gets taken down. Who knows? I'm really tempted in between the 5 and the 6 here. Wow. I feel like, do you I feel think, like Joe? I feel like this do movie it. doesn't have enough weight for me to give it a 6. That's why I only gave it a 4, because I didn't think it had enough weight to give it a 5. Like, there's... <sighs> Joe, every movie is somebody's favorite I know, movie. it's not my favorite movie. It's not even my favorite Matthew Vaughn movie. It's like third. But he's so good. I know. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see Larry Cake, and then I've seen all his movies. What the hell is Larry Cake? It's Daniel Craig as like a... I want to say spy, but that's James Bond. He might be. It's all I know is it got Daniel Craig in it. It's like a. I think it's like a gangster or something. Huh. But yeah, so I have to watch that. But that's neither here nor there. I think I'm going to settle in the very high five range, just because it doesn't have enough stakes and weight to it to become a six stone movie to transcend that final barrier. But it's so good. Like I love fantasy books, so I would probably like Stardust the book. But I don't normally like fantasy movies for whatever reason. They just don't grab me. But this one is the exception. Like I said, this is my favorite Robert De Niro performance ever. That alone <laughs> gives it almost an extra stone. Just he's so good. Charlie Cox is nice to see him doing something that's not Daredevil. Everyone else is super good in it, as you'd expect from this cast of characters. So yeah, that's that's a strong five stoner from me. And that's our coverage of Stardust. If you want to let us know how you feel about the movie Stardust, or let us know who your favorite character in Stardust is, send us an email at zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Boom! You were waiting so long for that. Mm, okay. You can find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. If you have a handkerchief filled with Stardust, take a picture of it and send it to us on Instagram. Only ZTH. Stardust. Only Stardust. At zthpodcast. Hey, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ETH podcast, or search for us in Facebook, Zero's Talking Heroes. Or find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, or on our website, zthpodcast.com. But you can't leave us a review on our own website. That would be... Foolish. 
Foolish, I say. I also don't know how you would do that. But if you want to give us a review, on, a rating and a review on iTunes, we'd love this. All five stars if you're enjoying the show. And if you want to leave a review, that's cool. If not, the rating's still appreciated. Bump up that algorithm for us. And subscribe if you haven't yet. And treat yourself to a new ZTH episode every Monday morning slash Sunday night, depending on when I upload it. Next time, we're going to be doing an animated movie, which is on Netflix, called Planet Hulk. So tune in for that one. We're going back to the animated for the first time in a while. This is Ninja Batman, I want to say? Probably, yeah. yeah. Or Incredibles 2. Or Teen Titans. What was the most mm-hmm. recent animated one? It will be one of the times this year that we do an animated movie. Yes. And right before another animated movie, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So thanks for listening, and until next time, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Stardust has to be Definitely. someone's favorite. Batman Ninja is the last No, Teen Titans, shit. Teen Titans. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. This is very uncharacteristic for me. Would you mind if I left the room and got another drink? You Jesus bastard. Sequel. All the rules are out the window. What the f- Yeah, that's fine. I'm no. thirsty. I'm going to come with you. All right. Are you- Jesus Christ! <laughs> are you guys trying to make me not go to sleep? You mother... If I- Somebody got me a beer. Joe, ramble. I mean, Corey, ramble. Corey, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to... Apparently, I have to vamp. We never leave the room. Ever. The last time anybody left the room, there was an actual meltdown. My friend DM Mitch from the DMs block, which I'm pretty sure you guys uh, have heard at some point, uh, his first time on the show was like, sorry guys, I really gotta go to the bathroom. Gets up and leaves. Sequel's face was unbelievable. I wish his was a visual medium. Um, yeah, so I'm left here vamping for some reason, and that's it. That's how this goes. So, just remember uh, to find us on ZTH Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and all the other good social medias. Uh, I don't want to get into the movie anymore because, realistically, what's the point, right? I'm only going to say the same thing when they come back. I'm starting to wonder how long it's going to take them to go to a fridge and grab a beer. I'm starting to think that they're just listening on the other side of the wall. We weren't listening on the other side of the wall. We forgot your beer, and we came back to Hey, thanks, guys. the longest debating what beer you would like. Listen, at this point, well, I don't like something with hops in it. I'm pretty Usually. shocked you've the whole time. Yeah, I'm just going to cut it all up. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy listening to it. Yeah, well, that's half the reason I did it was so that Joe had something to listen to. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. You're the best. Of course, granted, had it been dead air, it would have been easier to edit because he would have been like, oh, this is where it starts, <laughs> this is where it ends. Now he has to listen to the whole fucking thing. Good. I'm going to learn so much about Corey's. Yeah, you're going to learn a little bit. A little cool. bit. I snuck a couple gems in there for you. Yeah, there's a few. This episode's sponsored by Henry's Hard Soda. Cannot confirm nor deny. For, for one of us, <laughs> although they're not giving us a dime, so don't drink it. I'm not giving you a dime. <laughs> Wait, how hard? How hard? How hard are Henry's Hard Soda? Not that hard. That's why I'm drinking so Gotcha.
<laughs> why, why are you drinking so bad? <laughs> Where are we get up to? 